Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of Bobcast with you as always. It's Bob live in the lounge staring at the Ouija board. Super stoked to reconnect with a guest. I believe it's his third time here on the show. And how many years I've been doing this? Almost 10 years now. Uh, I miss seeing him play guitar. I missed, uh, you know, being uh, in bands uh, at the time where we were coming up in the mid 2000s. I miss seeing him doing his thing. He's gone on to do other things. He's like a lost Philadelphia and he's completely <laughs> lost his Philadelphia roots. and. Now, like, he, like, hangs out on the beach, and there, there's no perception of, like, what time of day it is out there. <laughs> but, we, we, you know, we do miss him here in the in the scene, if there is a scene. And I guess that's what we'll talk about, the check-in with the man himself, Mr. C. Lee. How are you, sir? Hey, yeah, you know, I'm still good. I still got my Philly. I could never do the accent. Uh, hi, buddy. <laughs> you, you, you do. You have an accent, though. We should talk about it right off the top. So it's not the typical, you know, use Philly accent. But you originally are from what area Jersey. of Philadelphia? I'm a Jersey boy. Oh, yeah. Little, so, little... Like, you're Jersey and you came over. That's right. Yeah, a little known. It's all right. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> what's it, What's the place called? Vine? Where were you from? Uh, well, the the Stilla dudes uh, were all down in Vineland. I, I grew up in uh, Cream Ridge. It's the uh, creamiest ridge that uh, New Jersey has to offer. Um, what was it like being a teenager growing up in Cream Ridge? Uh, you know, it was way before cell phones. So, you know, we rode bikes, ride our bikes to our friend's house and knock on the door and see if like Billy could come out and play. Um, you know, and that's, then that's dead now too, by the way, dude, you know, it's yeah. over. Yeah. It's a lost but, art. I mean, lit- literally New Jersey growing up in New Jersey is why, uh, why I, I, I practiced guitar so much because there's nothing else to do. I know. Uh, I, I find that too is it's an interesting fact is like we played instruments because there was no internet. <laughs> Does that mean yeah. that like in a hundred years there'll be no musicians and like maybe then they'll be paid more than the, the typical middle-class worker. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I don't know, man. I don't know what's like, I, I, I feel like I I'm, I've hit an age where I, I'm like so disconnected with, with what's what and what's hip Same. and what's cool. And, you know, and I'm totally fine with that. Like I am in awe of the younger generations. Um, you know, the TikTok troll on Trump's rally was the greatest gift that I think has ever been given to me by a younger generation. Um, you know, and I, I'm just, I, I totally am. So I, I, I think something that is really uh, a hot button for me right now is I just, I feel like we're at a turning point in our lives where it's not, you know, grandpa grandma knows best anymore it's you know the younger generations they they're so much smarter they're so much faster like they're keeping up with technology inventing new technology and it's you know not to say that you shouldn't respect your elders but it's not you know oh you know the elders know best it's like no nah, you guys like really you you like hit the input <laughs> on your TV remote, and then like you're you're calling me in a panic and ruining my sunday afternoon so it's like yeah you know uh, i recently um was working with some younger uh, people from that generation and they are very much like that. And they're, uh, I don't know. I mean, like they're so quick to stop their, you know, the social injustice, let's stop it. I like that stuff, you know, Mm -hmm. but like, then they'll like, you know, like I remember one of them was like, I don't want to have children because I don't want to like bring more children into this toxic environment man and i'm just like <laughs> i'm a dad you know i guess we have nothing else left to talk about here you know like i guess that the conversation has uh, been cut short but 
I don't know. They're so immersed in their phones, you know, like the phone is just, yeah. you know, and it's crazy because like, say, for, oh, see, look, my phone's interrupting a podcast right now. That's a good one. No context either. Just a man screaming here on the podcast show this evening. I'm recording this on a Sunday night. I typically don't do Sunday nights, but that's how much I like CD. I haven't seen him in so long. You know, it's like, uh, I, you were you were like talented, dude. You know, you're still talented. I could see you got all your shit in your new house and you're still doing your thing. But it's like we were a part of something when music like actually felt like it was part of the collective pop culture consciousness of like the Beatles. You know what I mean? Like we were like at the tail end of like, hey, buy my CD, man. OK, I'll buy it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's unfortunate that it just seems like, you know, you know, I, I've been, I'm buddies with Brian Weaver and he, I don't know all the dirty details, but he's told me a little bit about like, you know, Silvertide and, you know, basically from uh, my takeaway from it and I could be way off base. Uh, it's just that, you know, they got kind of signed and iced and it's just like, it feels like that, you know, and he talks about, he, you know, they were just right at the very tail end of like when music could still be like large scale monetized and, you know, it's, it's a hard thing to try and find value in music anymore. Um, and I, you know, I, I kind of just got to, I I'm just at a point with it now where it's like, I've gotten to do some cool things and I've seen money come in in different ways from music, but I just like, you know, five or six years ago, like lost it, you know, was like super stressed about like, how am I going to become a, you know, uh, like a living artist. And I just like, I was like, dude, I am not enjoying this anymore. Like I need to just get back to being that kid in a room with a guitar that is, you know, doing what he loves just because he loves to do it. Um, you know, so it's like trying for me, I, I don't think I try to keep up with, you know, what the kids are doing anymore. Um, you know, and, and, I don't, I don't know. It's weird. You know, it's just, it's just a completely different thing. And I, I'm sure every generation goes through this, but you know, I, I, I look back on our time at grape street and you know, the, the shows we got to play and the scene and the vibes and like, is, you know, I'm sure there's, there's gotta be scenes, you know, it's just, we're, we're too old. To, <laughs> to yeah, I, I think there's okay. So like with scenes there, but the scene also now, like also involves the phone because the phone is capturing the scene. So there is no, like, you know, the, like I think that like at the grape, when it was down near the Schuylkill, it was the beginning of like a camera being able to take like a crappy DCSN, you know what I mean? Like really crappy, like file. So, you know, like when you went somewhere and you saw a band, like maybe you took a picture, but then you still didn't see it for two weeks. Like what it looked like, you know, like you would only you had yeah. your mental memory of like what it was. And like that's gone completely, you know, from music. And like I, too, can relate you had that five six years ago i also had it um probably about like six years ago like like right when, like my son was like being born i'm like oh dude like this sucks you know I tried so hard attempt to make it you know and like <laughs> it, it did everything you know in fact i was at a party the other night and i'm happy that we're podcasting about this because it's like therapy like i was going around with my peers and like everyone was asking like you know because we're all at the age now where it's like yeah i'm 41 years old and it's like you know, like, what was your goal, like, back in the day, you know, like, with Downtown Harvest or whatever, and, like, I was there with other members, and, you know, like, came to me, and I was just, like, my goal was to play the biggest stage possible, like, I had this goal in my mind that by the time I was 28, I'd be playing at Glastonbury, 
no problem you know what i mean like in my head i was doing it man and like i knew that like you know i had the daily drive to get it there you know but like it's a hard thing for people to um understand too because it's like you can go to school and become an accountant and get a job right off the bat and be set you know have a townhouse in 20 years and it's great because you know what you did the work but you can do the work as a musician and you know like how many close calls and you live in the city of close calls with los angeles because literally somebody could just see you one night and have had like two or three drinks and be like you're the next it man and then like you know what i mean like you have to hold on to these things and like i got so disenfranchised with you know it did i just stopped and then i just started making music again for myself and i just you know i enjoyed doing it you know but like it is a tough thing to swallow it's like you know you did all the work and it didn't work out that way and i think that's a story that a lot of musicians have and they don't necessarily tell (laughs) you know what i mean (laughs) they're not honest with each other about it like we are right now yeah i mean there's a lot there's i think so i when when uh when jody left the shakers to to go start her family like was a, a like a big low point for me and was when i was like really stressing on like oh my god what am i gonna do as a musician um and there's a quote that i really clung to uh by josh homie of queens of the stone age uh and it's just that if you expect anything out of music you expect too much and like for me it really just like i said before it just like put me back in that mindset of just like you know, I, I've gotten to do a lot of cool things in my day in music. You know, I've, I've gotten to play a lot of cool shows. Um, I've gotten to, you know, have songs be in TV shows and, uh, you know, get placements and, you know, got to do awesome things in Philadelphia and awesome things, you know, get to jump in a van and drive around my friends. And at the end of the day, like, I don't, I, I, you know, and you never want to be that dude who's like, Oh man, I could have been somebody, you know, and was that was always a fear but like I really am just like look back on all the memories I have and like have nothing but just like yeah that was awesome yeah and you know I and also I just I don't know you know I the more the more I tried the harder I pushed you know and the the more I saw like this window closing you know it felt like the closer I got to the window the more it closed and, and it felt like, you know, the, the harder I pushed in that direction, it just felt like I was closing it on myself because I was creating like an end point, you know, and it, it was kind of letting go of that whole, just like, dude, just like, go have fun and enjoy music. And it was like, the second I stopped doing that, then it was just like, oh, Netflix wants to use a shaker song. Oh, we're going to go, the shakers are going to go play Philly again. Oh, fuck. We're going to go play in the Viper room again. And like, you know, and I, now I'm working on these new projects and my studio is starting to get clients and you know, and things just, it was just like, dude, just, just have fun. Just enjoy it. Just yeah, do have fun with it. Yeah. Like, you know, cause otherwise you just, you drive yourself nuts. And um, I definitely went, yeah, I, I totally went nuts with it. And like what stopping it was such a cool thing to do. And at first it was not easy, but then I, I started the podcast in 2013, like right after downtown harvest broke up and I still do it. You know what I mean? Like, you know that that line in the in the queen biopic like statistically bands don't make it they just break up you know what i mean i think <laughs> yeah. it's like you should just keep playing you know what i mean like yeah, it, yeah. it's so it's- hard to be in a band that has chemistry too like i've seen you in two bands that have chemistry suicide and the shakers and it's like 
I don't know. I mean, like, it's just sometimes you see the great performers and like other times, like, like I just went to this um, festival locally here. I won't name it. So I don't hurt anybody's feelings, but the band on stage, man, just, you know, like the most expensive looking stuff up there, man, like the guitars, the jeans, you know, but like no, (laughs) no life, you know, like no, um, I don't know, like spontaneous combustion on stage. You know what I mean? Like, I like you know that feeling when you get up there and you're like, I don't know what I'm going to do right now, but I'm going to do it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I miss that shit, dude. That definitely, without a doubt. But I mean, like, as far as like playing a show around here now, like it's it's impossible, really. I mean, what would you do? You know, like around here in Philly, it's like you could go do a great room show, but getting people to come out, you know, with the pandemic and being in your early 40s with a bunch of friends who have kids, it's like. Yeah, it's almost it's, like I wish there was a virtual reality game where I could like go back and do the shit that I did in my 20s. You know, you should be able there should be like some sort of payout for that. Like if you accumulate like, you know how you were saying, like, I got to do all this cool shit. Like, it'd be cool if you could like relive your cool shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I mean, first of all, I'm sure that's not far off. Second of all, I, um, <laughs> you know, I, uh, I, I think it's just you know, to me, I'm just, I'm kind of looking forward to new experiences, you know, and, you know, but I, you know, I think, I think that's just kind of, you know, part, like part of life. And I, I think if there's one thing that makes me sad about thinking about, you know, the good old days was like the bands that I just like loved so much, it hurt that were bands I, I, I wasn't in, but like bands that I just like, well, sure we're gonna be like you know like uh you guys fat city reprise black carl but uh they're a band out of phoenix but like you know black carl's playing three dates in phoenix you know they they've been i don't i don't know if i can call it another band i don't know is like broken up or you know they've they've not been in the same state and not been making music for years um you know, so it's just I, I feel like things do kind of come back around, but I, I, I get the I get the feeling of, you know, uh, man, where's the scene? Where, where's where's our crew? And, you know, life life does move on. Things, it does. Things it change. does without doubt. Yeah. And there's nothing you can really do about it. I mean, like I like my new life without a doubt, but something about that music um, community. Like, I don't even know. I guess I hope it does exist now. You know, I mean, like. I mean, I went to FYE the other day and I talked to some kid because he was wearing a, a Machine Gun Kelly shirt and he must have been like 17 working there or whatever. He's like, I've been following him forever, man. You know, and like he was so into it and he had like the shirt and he had like the necklace. And I was like, oh, you know, at least they're still they're still out there consuming and, you know, like representing an artist and stuff like that, you know. But it's. um, Yeah, I just I just miss playing in general. I mean. I've been asked to join like cover bands and stuff like that. And I, I, I could probably, I don't know, make money at it, but I just, you, you know what I mean? You know, it's just, uh, it's yeah. just not the Dude, same. I joined I joined a cover band. I, I did that gig for a bit and I, you know, and it was, uh, it was fun for a hot minute, like just to get on stage and play again. Um, and then it got not fun real quick, like just yeah. real quick. Um, and, you know, it, it was a specific situation where we weren't making a ton of money and like the amount of time I was pouring in was just like, and like then the pandemic hit and like, you know, it's just, there's been nothing happening anyways, but like, like really, you know, heart was not in it was not a fun thing. And I, and to go back to what you were saying earlier, just like there is, 
you know, there's something about like when there's four or five people on stage that just have such a unique connection and like they're in each other's minds. And it's like finding that is, is such a rare and awesome thing, you know, and, and bands that do have that is pretty incredible, but it does, you know, it does seem like it's just, it is very much kind of gravitating away towards, you know, away from the whole, you know, four best friends getting in a room and making music yeah. and being awesome you know it's point. you know it's it's really in and, 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 and maybe what band feel, is for what band right now is for best friend like i guess greta van fleet i mean or do you know what i mean yeah. like there is no led zeppelin beatles type rolling stones gang yeah. of a four or five yeah uh, like it's not a marketable thing but the boy band is though so like what a what, like why isn't why can't it work with the <laughs> Like well, I just I just read that like the biggest song like I was on my Spotify and Spotify you know for me as an old man it's been fun I hated it at first because it ruined my career and stuff like that but like <laughs> the number one artist I believe was um they're from South Korea I can't remember their names um, K-pop yeah no clue who they are you know what I mean and, and like I had researched them and I was like okay like I listened to the song and music is consumed so differently too with the device but I mean. As far as rock and pop music goes, I really don't know what's going on with that. You know, I just don't. D- dive okay. in, man. Get get in. Get you get you some K-pop albums. <laughs> Should I go it. buy them right now? I mean, like, why? Well, I, I could just stream it. If I, I mean, want. dude, I I've been here's um... a, here, okay. Here's a, here's a, on the top of my Spotify list what I'm listening to right now. I'm listening to How to Destroy Angels from 2010, the EP. Okay. Saturday Night Fever soundtrack, and the Chemical Brothers Exit Planet Dust. That's like my taste of music right now. I guess. Hasn't yeah. changed much. I I find myself getting caught in a bubble too, and I've um I just got Apple Music, and man, I'll just throw it on and be like, spin the fucking dial, and like that's the crazy thing because there's so much music much music out there. It's it's insane. Like when you really think about it, and like it's that's something that used to like trip me up too. Was like going, you know, because I still collect vinyl, and like going to a you know, like going, going to a, a Salvation Army or something and going through the vinyl bin. And I even just like, even back then, you know, in the, like the 50s, 60s, 70s, like the amount of records that got pressed to vinyl that you've never heard of, like all of these artists, all of these bands that just had, had an, and, and because, and it wasn't like it is now where like everyone can have a studio, everyone can buy a little interface and, right, you know, yeah. I mean, Billie Eilish, like they made that in their bedroom with like, yeah, on like a couple of yeah, computers. Yeah. Yeah. Like wild. Um, you know, so there's, there's not this insane saturate. There wasn't this insane saturation of people being able to release music, release music, release music. Like they actually had to have a label, bring them into a studio, bring them in. It was proper. And also to a way to make money. Did you, did you watch uh, vinyl on HBO? It was only one season. No, but I'm, I'm, I'm in need of a show. I'm, 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 do you have HBO Max? Sure do. I you'll love it, dude. You're a music fan, and like it's the it's all about selling records in the heyday of records, and okay. New York City as it discovers punk rock and like um, like glam rock. It's it's awesome, dude. I don't know why it never got never got picked up, but like what you were saying, there's like there's so many artists, right? And they had to have they they couldn't do it at home, so they had to have the proper means to get there. And the, like uh, my buddy too, he collects vinyl. And he's like, "Look at this!" And I'm like, "Who? I've never heard this, but I've heard it sampled though." 
yeah. that's the crazy yeah. thing is like yeah i i've been listening to um lots of podcasts that talk about sampling and stuff like that and like it, it's amazing like once that came into the the forefront you know what i mean but i never was into that per se but i've always wanted to start recording and stuff like that have my own studio just because i've worked with so many crappy producers you know just producers who have like they're all about themselves and it's just like what are we doing here dude you know like yeah i well, can't dude, talk to you when you're setting up the microphones dude like what what yeah. what, what, well, do you, what do you you're Elvis? you're halfway there man you've got the bug you've got the talent like it, it starts with a computer and a microphone and and it, it is a slippery slope from there my friend and just i know what you mean yeah i've just slide down it man Honestly, well, I do like, it with the podcast. I mean, like, it's not that, you know, I, I, I knew the, the devices. I knew that. And then my problem is space. I can't do it here. My kid's room's right over here. And it's like, but I've always been fascinated with it because I think that there really is like, you know, I was watching that Rick Rubin, Paul McCartney uh, documentary on Hulu the other night. Have you seen it? I am ashamed to say that I, despite multiple friends, like beating me over the head, telling me to watch it, that it just, has well, I won't spoil yet. it. I'll just say that yeah, there is something to the producer. It's all mm-hmm. about the way you treat the artist. It's literally like, I mean, life is all about the way you treat others, but there is something very specific about the person who is conducting the flow of creativity through the studio. And if they suck, Maybe it does come out good sometimes. Maybe it doesn't. But I mean, nine times out of 10, like it's a, you know, close relationship between artists and producer that manifests the great albums. Yeah. And it's interesting because the term producer is a very uh, fuzzy line these days. Uh, yeah, and, I know what you mean. You know, and, and um, you know, the, I, I'm, I'm starting work on a record right now with a band where they keep referring me to as your producer, but it's like, I'm your engineer. Like anytime like Steve, I, Alab- uh, Steve like, Alabimi on uh, in utero, right? Is that your approach? Well, I, you know, it's a, so I, I just finished a record um, with a, a good friend of mine who's up in the Bay area that, that I was my first time producing a record that I wasn't a part of. Uh, well, I, I play on it. Um, but like his vision hit like his whole thing and it's cool it's uh it's, artist's name is scott woods who's uh nick woods from the shakers uncle and he's just a funky cat and he you know it's a lot it's like when i try and describe it it's like pink floyd meets the cure like mm-hmm. meets uh you know just weird funk stuff um and he made this whole concept album like so it's a concept album he's pressing it to vinyl it's awesome uh it's called interstellar dream and it'll be out around the holiday season. Um, but it was, it was the first time that I actually, you know, got to be involved from a non writing standpoint, but just from the creative standpoint. And, you know, there, there is like, there's that process of like, okay, like, you know, there's, there's the administrative side of it of just like, okay, what mics, what room, what, you know, what preamps, like, how are we going to approach this? And then there's like, there is like that writing creative you know aspect of like it this works but like can we cut three minutes out of this can we like can we trim this up can we do something different here and 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 finding that that fine line of like working with an artist that's that's open to that like really i think is there's got to be a good connection there you know and you know scott and i knew of each other obviously but you know over the course of record formed this incredible bond um 
you know, and, and I'm working with a band right now that loves to call me their producer, but it's like, anytime I suggest anything to them, they're just like, no, no, it's gotta be this. It's like, okay, well then I'm, I'm your engineer. I'm, you know, <laughs> I'm not your producer. Like, See, that's also, that's you know. too, is like a, so like, okay. So for me, I would argue that the engineer, that the engineer is like the guy that sets up or guy or girl who sets up everything or they, excuse me, it's 2021. Um, they set up all the mics and um, they hit record and say nothing at all. If they say anything, if they say that microphone sounds like it could be a little bit closer to the kick, that to me is just engineering, not saying anything. But if you open your mouth yeah. and suggest that the kick needs to be closer, you're producing a sound. So then I, I also I also think that to do it proper, which I've I've never been in a situation like this. You, you have to have the engineer at the desk, excuse me, at the console, and then behind the engine. No, I, I've witnessed it before. You know what I'm saying? Like an engineer recording a band, the producer behind the, the engineer producing the engineer. You know what I mean? And like the bands yeah. hearing it in the cans, like that's the proper way to do it. And that's the way that they did it back in the day. When all that vinyl that you were talking about, like went down. There was like a whole system to it. In a cloud of cigarette smoke late at night in some murky studio somewhere, you know? Yeah, well, I mean, hey, it's, buddy. It's, how you want you want to say hi to my son? He's yeah. Ty, Ty, this is this is my friend Chris Lee. You want to say hi real quick? Come on up. We're not recording. We're just recording audio right now. What's up, buddy? He says, What's up, buddy? You can talk to him. Are you want here? Hey. <laughs> hey, how's my, it going? My, Mommy's yelling at you right now. Like, go over there. And go oh, oh no! You better Why go. Why yelling? Because she's saying your name. You're supposed to go do something for her. Wait, how can you hear? How can you hear me? Because this is my microphone right here. Wait. All right. Do me a favor, buddy. Shut that door. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go to mommy. Live on the air here. Bobcast. Not cutting this either. This is. Good. <laughs> Thank you, buddy. Um, um, what was I saying? Well, oh, the, I, the whole producer thing, you know, it's, yeah. it's a fine line. It's, it's, it's interesting well, it's, because like now like you're, you can just have a laptop and the laptop can suggest things, you know, like that's, that's the thing is like, I don't, I don't think there's a right or wrong way to do it. Like with, with the band I'm working with now that uh, refer to me, there's producer by, I don't feel like it. it's like, that's, I, I'm not saying that in like a, no, like, it's just like it's interesting for me to be like identifying what my actual role is and trying and trying to like you know because so many bands are they're self-producing it's like and doing and, it themselves yeah yeah and like being on this side of the desk is like i don't want to get in the way like if, if if i suggest something and you guys like aren't into it it's like producer like you guys produce your record like i'll i'm gonna be here and i'm gonna do my damn best to make this sound as awesome as it yeah um, you know, and it's like, there, you know, if you've got a vision and, and, you know, because, and, you know, and it's interesting because I really resonate with them too, because it's like in, in Shaker's days, like, and still aside days, like I was always the guy like sitting in the room, like during mixing sessions, being that, anno like, dude, I used to, I used to fucking sit next to the engineer while they mixed. I'd go there and I'd sit next to them. And now as someone in that chair, I would murder me. <laughs> <laughs> like, I I think yeah, that you and I like, were very certain. Like we used to say this like uh, twenty year, fifteen year, whatever years ago, that if you and I were in a band, there'd be two of us then because we both had different roles. You were the guitar player, I was the bass player, but we we were like the the pushers 
of it. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I remember being like, I've only got this much money in the budget. Let me maximize all the time here. You remember that yeah. feeling like as a kid being like, I yeah. got like 900. I got to make sure that I maximize this quick. Otherwise, it's lost potential forever. Yeah, man. And that and that's really what drove me into building the studio. It was just like that stress, that stress of staring at the clock, you know, and like what's going on? What is he doing? He's not going fast enough. Go faster. Do go you faster. think, Christo, that sometimes that the clock might produce a better result because of its stress or you think it's interesting not... that's an interesting thought i, I wonder what the, the the process is yeah there was this got... guy des that um when i lived in la he tried to have the show in the valley and it took place on wednesday night and it was like a reality show they had like three cameras going and a bunch of musicians came in they called it the raw jam and i was like dude it sounds like a seafood restaurant what are you doing dude don't call it that but whatever and like you know it was cool that like a bunch of people get together they record one song in one evening and then everybody would go home and have a cd and stuff you know and then nobody would know who had the copyright to it and they couldn't share it with their friends and you know what i'm saying like it was a good time though to explore the studio in a friendly way where there was no rush it was just hours it was free it was one song but i've also been under the gun for a weekend to record a whole album and that was the last project i did chris and that was Wait, say, say, that, say, say that again. You had an hour to record a whole album. We had a weekend. Oh, we could record yeah, just one, an hour. That'd be nuts, dude. You imagine that'd be so punk rock, though, if you could. Yeah, if you could do it, just like you could pull it off and then you do some, you know, pre, you know, depending on the post mixing and stuff. Yeah, if, if stuff was pre mic'd or you just put a mic in the center room and yeah, it'd be awesome. The band's not into that though, unless they're like punk rock, but or like, you know, do it yourself like i don't know i'm just a, a big fan of the process of um it's interesting too like how like different music sounds on digital devices you know what i mean mm -hmm. like the new stuff versus like how it sounds in dbs for the old stuff like led zeppelin does not kick at all and you're in good expensive ass headphones because it's recorded completely different you know yeah well it's interesting too is you know the the different types the different approaches to mastering um, mm -hmm. with, uh, with Scott's record. Uh, Cause he's going all out and he's doing a vinyl press and, you know, um, like listening to the final mixes and the masters for digital versus the masters for vinyl. It's just like, there's no low end <laughs> because of like, you know, then it pushes into wax and it gets all that warmth and, you know, you drag a needle across it. Um, That's how that happens. I guess <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's like the thing too, where it's like, you know, you, you, you listen to the digital masters and you listen in your earbuds and you listen in your car and you're like, all right, cool. That sounds, that sounds how I want it to sound, you know, but then it's like, you get a, you get a digital like test version of what we're going to send out to press to, to wax. And it's like, you hear it on wax, like, you know, you just have no idea. And the one record that the shakers did where we pressed a vinyl, we just had a mastering guy master the record in a way that it would work for both. And, mm -hmm. you know, we didn't, we didn't really know what we were doing. <laughs> it's just mm -hmm. like making a record and, um, you know, and it sounded awesome. We were like, cool. Uh, and, and the vinyl sounds great. And the, you know, the digital sounded great. So we're, you know, but this is kind of a fun and interesting experience, you know, and Scott and I were the other day, just like, it's like, yeah, listen, did you listen? Did you listen to the vinyl master? And it's like, yeah, yeah. It's like there's like no, there's like not a lot of low end. It's like, yeah, there's not a lot of low end. It's a little bright, it's a little bright. And then we're just kind of like, I just I, I guess I just like imagine like when it gets squished into wax, it's like that, that <laughs> it's gonna come back, and you know, you're just dragging a needle across 
that's going to like take away all that high end. And like, we just gotta, <laughs> we just gotta do it, you know? And then and when it comes in, it'll come in and we'll, we'll check it out. Um, I mean, can you, I mean like the most expensive vinyl speakers that they have, can you get good low end? Oh yeah. Uh, and then, you know, it's like, you, um, it's a different low end actually. Not, I, I recall it now the old speakers that, yeah. When you could mix the treble and the bass correctly and get that, you know, I know I can only imagine that what it's like um, to record. Well, actually, you know what I, I I when I went to you ever been to Nashville? I've not been to Nashville. You would like it. Um, I think I went been. to Third Man Records and they had a AC like a you go into a booth and you could use his guitars and go in there and record right to like a forty five, yeah. and then it prints the forty five out. You can go home with it. My wow. brother and I sang a song about um, why don't you smell my hoagie. <laughs> it was great. It was a great time, man. But yeah, I was there too. With I was there with Judah Kim and the Assassination. That was the last band oh, I cool, toured cool, with cool. before the apocalypse. I also had plans to have Downtown Harvest come back together in 2019. I got them to all be like, "Yep, we're doing it. We were going to play uh, Armor Music Hall uh, on a Friday night." And like I had graphics like Downtown Harvest 2020, and then the pandemic hit. Like we announced it like two weeks prior to like the whole <sighs> shit going down and then like, the, like at that point like i realized like oh man maybe it's not in the cards you know what i mean like eh, you know you never know but i i it's been dude it's just it's been such a wild year year and a half two years you know and, and what's it uh, like in la because i listen to all the podcasts with comedians and they're all based out there and my perspective from hearing it from them is that it's just weird out there I mean, I think it's probably weird everywhere, man. We we've all been going through a, you know, not to not to be like, really like a traumatic experience. It's this has been uh, scary on a lot of levels for a lot of people. I mean, I just got a text from my dad today that like uh, a distant cut twice from like never saw this dude maybe once when I was four. Don't remember him, but his wife just died of COVID. It's like, yeah still in it it's still happening and um, still happening yeah some people refuse to believe that it's still happening but i mean my brother got it after being vaccinated yeah yeah you know it's just it's uh so i i don't know i don't know if it's i feel like i feel like it seems like at least from what i'm seeing on on the the vile social media is uh i think it's kind of everywhere there's there's states that are taking it less seriously and states that are taking it more seriously and you know yeah, florida I, had more deaths than the vietnam war um last month you know yeah i mean honestly it's like at this point it's almost just like uh what is it um not murphy's law what is the uh darwinism just like yeah thin, thin the herd you know survival it's, of the fit yeah it is. it's 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 just you know i i it's frustrating there's so many people that just don't take it seriously and you know, and uh, I, I've been very fortunate that uh, right before the pandemic, I met uh, my girlfriend, Sam. Um, I don't know why I coughed. I don't have COVID. Uh, and that wasn't like a <laughs> my, my, my girlfriend. Yeah, see, my that's girlfriend. also what I miss, too, is your sense of humor. You have, you have, <laughs> so it, it's funny, too, to tie back in real quick to the top. Now that I, I hear it, it is a Jersey accent, it's not a Philly accent. It's a Jersey accent. You I, yeah, I have a weird. I, I, I recognize you still have it I, even out there. It's gotten a little Southern California, but I still hear the jurors. It's it's my 
Sam, my girlfriend Sam, I'm struggling with this so much right now. I don't know why. Sorry, Sam. <laughs> um, my girlfriend Sam, I say, and I'm going to say it extra now, but I say horrible. Um, and okay. I, I, I identify with that. I don't know why I say horrible. But like, I'll just be like, ah, this is just horrible. Uh, <laughs> it sounds so like you're I, from Boston then. Let's say, oh, this is so horrible. Yeah, it's, I, I don't know what my accent is. It's, it's like, it's a little bit of a draw. It's, a, and, um, and I, and I'm, and I'm just loud. I, I know that about myself. Um, and then um, my, it's interesting because my, my family, a lot of my family has that like real Delco accident, accent, accent, but, um, my my grandma says Saturday. That Saturday's coming up. We're going to be partying on Saturday. Yeah, this Saturday we're going to go down to the mm-hmm. flea market, and it's like a couple hoagies going to be there. Hoagie platter. Yeah, Saturday. Saturday. Everybody fell in love with the the mayor of East Town. I think it was called with the accent. <laughs> but I've been hearing that accent my whole life, and it was weird to like know like the, like there's like a divide between Monco and Delco. Like and like the two yeah. hate each other, you know. It's like two complete com- competing counties being like, ah, we're gonna get no each idea. other. No idea about that. Oh That's, yeah, it's weird. Um, it's weird. I've had people on the podcast before representing uh, opposing sides that have gotten into uh, quarrels with other guests. But wild. you know, yeah, COVID just it's wild how it took out the whole aspect of like you know performance i mean it's still going on now like i was at an outdoor concert yesterday it was so much fun to see um but yeah i hope that uh, they get this under control because they're, they're for a while there i was like we're back baby everything feels yeah. great i know. can't it's, wait to live my life this summer and then delta yeah it's it's just been such a struggle and like and, and i and if it's like one thing america's not great at it's being selfless mm-hmm. um so it's just, and it, you know, I hear like at this point, like there's, it's just an endemic. There's nothing we can do. Like, yeah, I believe that too. Come back every year. And, you know, but I don't know, man, it's just like, it's, it's, it's wild times. Uh, it's, it's crazy out there, but you know, it's just like, but you know, and at the same time, I, I really learned a lot about myself throughout the pandemic and, and namely that like, oh, I don't actually like doing anything. <laughs> <laughs> like, i hear you like, on that one but yes like sam and i are the same way we just you know we're like oh wait we don't have to like go meet up with those friends and do that thing or go to the you know and as much as but i i, I kind of felt like this too when i was like heavily playing with the shakers like it was kind of like you know when you're in the scene you know, and like, dude, I, I did my dues in, in being in a scene like in the Philly. Yeah, yeah I know like, you did. Yeah, dude, we we used to like after Grape Street, you know, Eddie would like bring a case of beer up to the house up there on uh, mm-hmm. Roxborough. And, you know, we'd go till three o'clock in the morning. Like we've I've I've done my hanging and, uh, you know, it, but it just got to a point where it was like, you know, if I'm playing a show, obviously I'm there all night. But then it was just like on off nights, like you got to go be a part of the scene. You got to go see shows and just got to a point where I, night off, I was like, I do not want to go see live music like unless it's queens of the stone age or john mayer like i don't give a fuck dude i don't i've seen every live band i don't i don't want to go see live music i don't want to like be barraged yeah. by people screaming in my face and you know tight compact rooms and it's hot and sweaty and it's like i it's just like it was kind of that thing when i used to work at the gap and i'd come home from work and my mom would be like would you fold 
the laundry you do so good it's just like uh, I, no i just got uh, off work i'm done i did that i don't want to go do that again like um yeah <laughs> so, i know exactly what you mean yeah you know it just it got it got it's, to be a lot but i know, left then, that band with judah because i i just missed being home like I, I thought that i could balance the two out to be honest with you being a dad and being on the road and we just did like a couple dates down in the south and i just knew i was like this this is not working for me man it's just it's a lot it's changed my it's too much my with my priorities you know like want to be home you know and plus like we played some good shows but nobody really attended it you know and so that's like one of the you know you put a lot of energy into your band practicing you know and you want yeah. to be able to outside source that energy you know what i mean like you know output yeah it's it hard is. it's very hard you know and and being on the road is so taxing and i don't know just physically man i'm creeping in on 40 like i don't my knees and back don't got that shit anymore like tetrising a fucking whole stage worth of shit in the back of like some minivan like yeah you know yeah. i don't i don't have that in me anymore and i love playing play live more i just love making records and that's like to me yeah, like making music whole, fun yeah yeah the whole studio thing is just like being able to get in the room whether it's my shit or whether it's someone else's shit like i just i I just want to make music i love making music Um, same i get excited by um during the pandemic when there was i had to i was home mr mom with my son and my wife continued to work before she moved eventually home to work permanently from home but there were some months there where it was just my son and i and like dude i was like I was losing it i needed something to like fill the void so i just learned to play piano like out i had a baby grand that tom left when he moved to alabama he's like i'll be back to get a bobby yeah. it's been in the garage ever since stays in tune throughout <laughs> the winter i have no idea why but i mean i learned it you know i learned yeah. how to to play and just uh get, you know get f- familiar from you know playing the traditional guitar methods you know with your hands a certain way to now practically on the piano and like i love how it's like rhythmic and then that i just abandoned bass too as well and went right to drums so now it's like piano and drums and i got a dog named lucy um who you can hear in the background right now so i mean that's what i've been do- been up to you know and i had a job lost a job and i've been door dashing dude and i love it that's what i'm up to <laughs> i listen to podcasts during the day and just it's the best I've thought about doing the, the, the DoorDash thing, uh, like once in a while, you know, when I, when I get like stressed out, you know, it's just like, maybe I'll just like burn it all down and go and go do DoorDash. <laughs> <laughs> That's like a great, like advertisement for them. They should be listening right now and be like, we should hire this guy, get him quickly. I yeah. should just burn it down and dash. Yeah. Look, I like, I like it because it's like, um, I'm the type of guy where I'm at like any job I've ever been at. Like if I'm not, uh moving through the day fast you know like or if i don't have tasks in front of me and there's like free time dude i hate it you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and with this it's just like you can like if you work between like 11 to like two or three o'clock in the afternoon during like say it's like a shitty rainy um never mind excuse me any day out in la i guess is not really you know rainy but i mean like for me if it's a rainy day like you can make like 220 bucks in like three four hours out here now with inflation out there that probably be like 320 340 you know yeah probably much but i I like it because it's like stress-free there's no boss and like i just listen i have earbuds on i listen to podcasts and i learn shit sometimes i don't even know what i'm doing am i taking chick-fil-a 
somewhere or am i i don't know you know what i mean like i get confused yeah. yeah it's 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 such a gig uh such a gig economy right now and it's interesting it is a gig economy you're right yeah things have just been like changing on that front and you know dude, I, where was this job when i was a teenager it had been dude, for real man days i was working at guitar center whew. i remember you working at guitar center over at the metroplex yeah I still go in there every now and then and just like everyone's has like they all still have the same look on their face. They I, they have no days off. They're there Saturday mornings for the meeting of like the savings of the future. I think and, you just said uh, Saturday. I did Saturday. You know, <laughs> they got to be there for the meetings on Saturdays and it's just a mess. <laughs> but I I remember you distinctly working there. And that was like when I started to see like, oh, he can get pissed off. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I, I only get pissed off. No, that's not true. I get pissed off. I get pissed off a lot. I, I, I've got a temper. Um, I, you know, it's just like the old things piss you off, um, you know, but mm -hmm. it's like one of those things I try to be aware of now, you know, uh, did the therapy thing for a while, which is awesome. Um, yeah, I was in therapy during the pandemic and um, I'm still in therapy right now, but I just recently I decided to move on to another therapist. But yeah, I'm an advocate of talk therapy. It's great. You got you got to do it. No, you you know you just it's it's stuck your chest. It's so nice to have a professional like tell you like oh that's because of this and what you're doing is this and if if you work on this thing like that might be better. Um, mm -hmm. You know, but uh, yeah, working I, on yourself and self care. It's hard for some to like think that perspective, and it's nice. For me, it was nice to have the therapist like, be like, oh, yeah, you got to do a better job of taking care of yourself. It's like, yeah. And then um, I've also tried some different therapy techniques like EMDR. I have movement desensitization rehabilitation therapy. You ever hear of that? No, what's that? Ask um, your therapist. Uh, are you still in therapy? Uh, you know, know, I, I, I want to boot back up, but like it was interesting, like right as the pandemic, like right as the world crumbled was like uh -huh. you know i met sam things are great and i was just like my life was like in a really great place and it, and it has been and you know it's not that's good so you don't need it yeah well yeah, for people just, who are listening where... it's um it, yeah it's good yeah it's and also by the way congratulations on finding a girl like right before the end of the world good for you Nailed so it. many other guys out there are just so mad at you thanks tinder <laughs> Uh, but also Sam, man, we're got, just plugging away tonight. We got Tinder out there. Well, she's 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 a great catch, and uh, she was on Tinder for four days. That's her, that's the of her online dating thing. And man, wow. I was in the trenches, needs years. Um, and she's just like, I, I just like, I love to give her shit because just four days, four days mm -hmm. in. I was her first and only Tinder date. Now, I know you've, you've been in the dad scene for a minute now, so I don't know if you've done the dating apps. Have you been subjected to the horror scenes that are out there? No, I just like living vicariously through my friends because I've been with uh, <laughs> my wife for 20 years. I've been with oh, her shit. since I was 20. That's yeah. right. Wow. Yeah, I'm uh, one of those you're not guys. missing anything, man. Don't. You're, you're, well, you're, I mean, like, yeah, yeah. I, I, from what I gather from it, it's like, um, it's just another way to feel bad about yourself, but it's also another way to, yes. you know, find the, the, you know, the love of your life. Um, I find it fascinating though, because it's like, really, like, sometimes, like, without technology, relationships just wouldn't happen, you know? Like, if this is the one, 
it, it doesn't happen 100 years ago at all and like what does that say for like you know are the times we live in or is it just like is it was it fate for the for the computer to be made so you two could meet or you know what i mean like weird <laughs> yeah. right you know it's wild when you when you really think like that much uh like like how how deep you can really go down that rabbit hole of like thanks bill gates <laughs> i know right <laughs> these guys made these things that like changed everything really i mean i can't imagine what it feels like to be you know a teenage girl um oh on instagram I, you know no, losing their minds God. like um Ugh, no. i see it like you know like in like uh they're, they're out public and i can't imagine being my, my, you know my first thought is chris is that they'll get hit by a car because they're just never looking <laughs> you know <laughs> well dude i mean that's that's almost everyone nowadays we're, we're all to our devices and you know everyone's just out there driving around like a maniac with you know just neck deep uh -huh. in your phone and you know it's just it's it's wild but like you specifically mentioned like teenagers and i just like i can't imagine being in high school with social media like i'm so thankful that you know any bullshit any like any fucking you know wet fart i had in grade <laughs> school like was pre digital age you know pre-social mm -hmm. media that like there there's no i, I just like because i got picked on man you know and like growing up was hard and i just can't imagine that being on a social media level you know everybody knows everything too and like yeah. it doesn't go away the next day yeah it kind of ties into like what we were saying earlier too about um the experience of seeing a concert before the phone came into play it's like as a kid you could get into a fight at a party and then nobody would talk about it or really know about it on yeah. monday or tuesday because it wasn't documented yeah and now it's everywhere in fact sometimes everywhere. it's on instagram handles with millions of people watching i just watched somebody at a buffalo bills game today uh get picked up and thrown into a beer pong table that was lit on fire he failed to break the table but i mean that's a thing like people film people getting hurt while drinking yeah weird right like it's not weird like it's like it's the core bits like they like we get drunk to feel alive and then not want to live <laughs> do dumb shit like <laughs> yeah. it's weird well drink drinking is a slippery slope you know um you know and i i, I i've i still enjoy imbibing i'm ha i'm having a beverage as we speak um but there's just there's definitely been times where it's been like woo doggy chris lee slow it down what are you doing man drink drinking mm -hmm. every day drinking way too much every day um you know and, and uh we sam and i drank our weight every day throughout the pandemic it's <laughs> like that's how there's we nothing left to do yeah i mean yeah, you know and especially when it was like doom and gloom like it was like yeah it was just no like, idea from a, like about like a the end of the world you know kick yeah um yeah i, I started experimenting hardcore i was like this is it <laughs> i need to prepare myself and my family for the you know yeah. i am legend you know <laughs> moment because yeah, i really we... thought it was going to be that i'm thankful it's not though without a doubt i'm like you know so happy that the vaccine came it's yeah. upsetting that some people think that the vaccine is like you know part of russia during like the cold war or something and represents like anti-america and it's so boring you know what i mean like i'm just like oh yeah. my god dude like i saw people get sick who yeah. were in my family i believe them you know like 
and people were like i've seen people like fight publicly feuding on instagram about it like they're opposing views about like oh it's just the system carrying you down it's like nah i mean see the thing is like anytime something comes into the forefront people want to make money off of it case in point is there's like pop-up centers where you can get tested for covid real quick you know what i mean like yeah so in the face of like you know the apocalypse somebody was like i've got an idea let's make some money (laughs) those motherfuckers who went and bought up all the fucking purell and like bought warehouses full of purell and then like jacked (laughs) it up with someone it's like dude like this is this is what's wrong with late stage capitalism you know everything Mm -hmm. is for sale and you know and it's and it's hard too because we're we're so scattered and so divided because of the way social media is and everyone's so quick to fight with each other now but it's also at the same time it's like dude this country is way too big uh no one that's running the country wants to acknowledge the atrocities that this country was built on and you know and without going too political um a lot of damage was done over the past four years over the concept of you know science over the concept of knowledge over the concept of and you know with with how armed everyone is with their little incredibly powerful computer that's in their pocket where they can go validate anything that they're arguing about you know people don't want to have to listen to anyone people don't want to have to be slightly inconvenienced and it's like guys had to get vaccines like we've always had to have a vaccine passport to go did you go to public school oh well you have to be vaccinated you idiot my freedoms my freedoms it's like you're yeah. not free no one's free we're all slave to the dollar shut up yeah we've been uh, a slave to the dollar since like even before like we joined up you yeah know, as america like where the king george was getting this like and that, that, i ultimately think that that's the problem is like we made up this like idea like what happened was like trading got too big <laughs> yeah you think about it they're like okay how much corn do you want to trade <laughs> you know what i mean and like them like just being like we need a better method for this shit dude you know what i mean and like once that happened and one guy was like i'll trade you these three rocks for you know like you know currency ideas in the beginning just screwed everything up because obviously we all know money is the worst and like I've met rich people. I've worked for rich people. And these people, despite having everything and smelling amazing, are dead inside. You know, they're just dead, you know, and like money sucks. It's nice to have. I have it. I'm thankful. But like, it's just it's not. It's what changed everything, in my opinion. Like, if there is a God, I imagine like that moment in time, like when they're like, what's what's to introduce currency into, you know, life? Like the the creature known as God was just like fuck, you know. <laughs> Damn, this is going to end well. Yeah, because now, you know what I'm saying like, okay, a pandemic, let's make money. Okay, great, you know, nine eleven. Yeah. Okay, let's make magazines. Let's make TV shows. Let's put out things on Netflix. Like, never forget you take the worst shit and like make money off of it. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's... and like people like, yeah. yeah it's weird it's 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 backwards really but i mean i like to sit back and watch and like a lot of people are like upset about it for me i'm just like i know what i represent and i know how i feel and i think that people should have free choice but it's like they should also do research like you were saying like you had to get vaccinated to go to public school 
Yeah, and it's like the the concept of research too is like such a, a hot button right now. It's like nobody actually does research. <laughs> yeah, the, then they see like something on Instagram, like it's true, it's true, it's true, and then like they just call everybody they know, and like they get mad, you know, and like yeah. everyone's a professional opinion, you know, like everyone's a professional. Somebody said once, um, a podcast I heard that foreign people think that America's biggest problem is that we rush into every situation like we know what we're doing, like we're professionals. Yeah. And I think that's kind of true. It's like, I've done it. I've seen like somebody get in an accident, run towards it. Like I'm, you know, an EMT, you know what I mean? Like just yeah. some shit I saw in a movie. Get some leaves. Um, Brian Regan. My son right now is going to bed, Seeley. So I have yeah. to calm him down. I can Dude. hear him now. He's doing a chant in his bed. We just got these right. new track, track lights in his room and he's having the time of his life. Disco, you know, and he's in public school now, dude. Can you imagine that? Like I, I take my kids to the bus now. It's wild. It is wild, dude. We've uh, I love talking to you. We, we've been we've been doom spiraling a little bit because it's it's been 2020, 2021. But like before we go, what's what's the greatest thing that's happened recently? Just just real quick. What what what's something that's made you super happy recently? can i tell you off air <laughs> i don't want to it's super happy but if i tell you that's really let, good. the listeners that's really, good. really Absolutely, good yeah yeah i'll you know I'll, off of there and then for the listeners out there tune in next week for another special episode of the bobcast oh wait before we go Seely, any last words before you're uh you're exited out of here of this lounge well, thanks for having me. It's always awesome talking to you. Thanks to anyone who's listening to this for tuning in. Uh, everyone just uh, be happy, get vaccinated, love each other, be nice, play nice, uh, use your turn signal and brush. Please, please reiterate this again. Use your turn signal, okay? Just because we had a pandemic doesn't mean that it's a free fall out there and like everybody's like, all right, whatever, let's play this game like it's a PS3 battle. Um, tune in next week. Uh, I think we got on the show John Fay and Brett Talley talking about uh, the Caulfields reunion. So my name's B.O.B. and this has been another episode of The Bobcast.